Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. I'm Josh. And we're your hosts. Uh, before we get started, just to remind everyone to um, go to our Instagram and follow us at Black Brew Podcast and to give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Our first topic today will be known as the Red Devil Communism. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about what it is. Some people say that it doesn't exist. Some people say that if it does exist, some people say that's how you get there. You got to be social. There's a lot of a lot of like misconceptions and theories and conspiracies and arguments about communism. So we're gonna talk about that. And later we're going to talk about <clears throat> anal. <laughs> Lord, I can't. Even... Okay, later we're going. <laughs> Later, we're going to talk about anal sex and sexual positions for us. But first, Josh. Yes. <laughs> Let's get into some political tea. Shall we? Okay, so how do you feel about communism? So I should do more research. I know I need to do more research into it. Um, particularly more research into like the modern perception and formation of communism. But from what I've gathered, from what I've heard other people who identify as leftists, and from what I've learned from my, socio- my, like, my sociological studies in college, um, I think communism is a society, like this is how I perceive it. And I could be wrong. This is how I perceive it. I perceive it as a society that depicts exactly how America was supposed to be. Mm. A government for the people, an economy for the people. Mm-mm. And that's how the society should be structured. No. People, citizen focused, people focused. Um, where, like, the government, everything it decides its policies is for the embitterment of everyone within that country, not just the majority. The economy is built to bring wealth to everyone in that, in that country, not just a few. And, and like when I mean wealth, I don't necessarily mean everyone be billionaires. I mean, everyone at least be insured their bare minimum basic necessities, water, power, food, healthy food, shelter, education, healthcare, transportation, and probably some more things. But those areas need to be constantly fulfilled for every citizen because the healthier the citizens we have, the healthier society we have. The, and then these things would be not only for the people, but would be controlled by the people. It, I would believe in the society that is communist, the, the citizens' vote is the final word, period. So, and, mm-hmm. no, go ahead, continue before I reply. And so, with the citizens' vote being the final word, it doesn't matter what the corporations care about, it doesn't matter what the politicians care about. What is the majority vote from the country? That is what is. Who leads it, how it's led, and our interactions on an international scale. I hope that made sense. Yes. So I'm actually going to disagree with you. So I think what you described was actually socialism. Oh. That's just from my perspective. Because you said that... Um, 
you, t- you talked about the government providing, right? And mm-hmm. it said something about uh, not people being wealthy, but everyone having um, money or something like that. Like their necessities will always be met. So communism to me would be a society that is stateless. That means like pretty much no government, classless and moneyless. Um, and I think that is the difference between communism and socialism, where socialism is correct in the fact that the people own the means of production um, in a sense that they, they, they share it all equally. And it is like uh, democratically decided um, and people work, they pay their fair share, they do their fair share of labor and they all get to like, um, through the government, you know, reap the benefits of whatever that they're contributing to society. Um, I think the main difference is that in a social society, uh, there is still money and there is still government and there is still corporations. Whereas well, see, what, society, what, what, what confuses me is, okay, so like, I'm not saying like money is necessary like when I'm thinking about necessities, I mean, those necessities are provided, period. Um, but what confuses me is you say, it, say it's stateless, but wouldn't that just be anarchy? Because isn't government just a structure ensuring that, ensuring no. decisions so and management? The is that in a communist society, this is why, quote, doesn't exist, end quote. It's because it would not be anarchy in a sense. Because when I think of anarchy, I think of... Hi everyone, this is Aaron. I'm just interjecting here as a um, post-recording edit to clarify that we're having a discussion about anarchism versus communism, but I do want to make it known, it wasn't it wasn't in my head at the time, but there is a form of uh, communism called anarcho-communism, which is a kind of combination of both anarchy and communism. But you do not have to have communism to have anarchy. You don't have to have anarchy to have communism. Like there being no um, kind of like um, organization in a sense, like not total chaos, but like I think of anarchy as like every person for themselves pretty much. Whereas in a communist society, people are working collectively and everyone there is like, um, how would that happen so, so, on a grand so scale anarchy, without anarchy, government? In anarchy, I still think that there would be private property. Because, like, if I own this, that says, like, if I own this, I own this. Whereas in a communist society, there is no private anything. Everything is communal and public. That is what difference, the difference between anarchy and communism. Well, wouldn't it be everything but, like, personal like there is still personal, um, like own like personal. What is it called? Personal ownership. I mean, just not I, like here I got a toothbrush, but like, <laughs> but like like for example, like this is your toothbrush. This is your bed. These are your clothes. These are your these, like you still have these personal items that are still attached to your ownership, but you don't own like a swath of land, or you don't own a corporation. Like these bigger things that could impact other people. 
yeah, I feel like you could still probably own land and anarchy. It would just be how well you are at protecting yourself. Yeah. So, okay, so what confuses me is maybe I don't understand what government is because I perceive government as any system agreed upon by either agreed upon or forced upon a group of people to ensure that that system of people are able to work effectively as well as decisions and choices being able to be made with cross communication amongst those people, because like there, they would have to be a system of organization, for example, the United States to function in that way and still maintain the identity of the United States. So I think we would not have um, ele- Your communism in, in communism. There were, not be like elected officials and politicians and and bureaucrats and stuff like that to like quote make the decisions for us because it'd be people to carry out socialism is what most people because you are indirectly the um controlling the means of production because in socialism we control the means of production because we elect people who therefore they get into government and then they, you know, regulate the economy, they regulate corporations and stuff like that, indirectly through us via our vote. That is kind of like what socialism is. They like now, we, we vote someone in and they make universal health care. Whereas in communism, we're not really how are decisions people. made? Well, th- this is why it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> see, well, now I'm confused why anyone would want to be pro. I feel like I've been like hoodwinked, like. The, the idea that people have been projected to me that it's communism is what I kind of like liked. But I'm like, if there's no organization, then it can't work. <laughs> no, there is organization because everyone. So, how the, do you maintain means of communication amongst each other? The main principles of, um, well, like it's not like total chaos. Like we are all working collectively in some organized fashion in a sense, but it, it's not like- That would mean there's a system of governance. Not as institutional as like we think of like the United States federal government. Like it's not like- that. How do you, how, but, but there, but that, that there would still be a government. Like you can't, Groups of humans cannot coexist together without some sense of at least leadership or representation. There doesn't have to necessarily be leadership, but at least some form of representation to carry out the like some direct means of communicating. This group of people have agreed upon this, so we're going to do this. So to communicate this with the next group of people, who's going to be the one relaying that information and saying, hey, this is what's happening here. And then who's going to be the one that's going to store all this information of these different movements and different groups to coordinate to make sure they're not contradicting each other and causing chaos? So, um, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) this hurts my head. Well, see, okay. So to me, when I think about communism in that sense, so I'm trying to break it down in a way that is not so... um, I guess difficult to understand. Okay, so you your main concern is somehow about I guess like organization. Yeah. So a very important part of humanity. <laughs> okay, so I would ask you this, Josh. This is a, an economic question. Why do we have um money? Or why do we pay for certain things? Why do we attach, you know, a price tag or value on certain things that we need as like necessities or like luxuries in life? 
is to represent a, the metaphorical concept, not metaphorical, but the more abstract concept of like capital or resources that it took to uh, either be human, natural, et cetera, resources or capital being used to cause it certain means of production, service or product, because it's like trying to find a system that will hold accountability and give like, uh, not accountability, but to give um, compensation for those resources and like resources and services being done to create that end goal. Because if people don't feel like they're being compensated for the work they do in some kind of way, they're not going to want to do it because it's like, it's a waste of time. If I can't also benefit from this and someone's benefiting from me, in an unfair or like disadvantaged situation. It's not really like the most effective means because as we can see, people still find a way to take advantage of it. Um, but that's like the metaphorical purpose of money is to represent it as a system of compensation. And then we try to make a system that can numerically, I guess, um, put, put a number on the value of that work or service or material being put onto it. It's all abstract at the end of it. Okay, but so that was a much more complex answer to what I was asking. I was the word I was looking for was scarcity. So, <laughs> but, I mean, all of what you said is correct. Um, so the main problem, I feel like, why we have not, we cannot at all even progress to even having a communist society is because of scarcity. Um, whether that you think that scarcity as in like we don't actually have enough resources or scarcity because people hoard certain resources even though there's enough for us to go around but um, a lot of people think that communism to have a fully realized actual communist society that there needs to be some kind of technological advancement in society where scarcity is no longer an issue um, but I just okay so like there it, it's not unorganized in the sense that people are just running around doing whatever they like like there's like no organization the main principle from like what Karl Marx from what I understand about a communist society is that when we reach that level of like an economy uh, where the people have total control of the means of production and the bourgeoisie and the government have been pretty much abolished because we don't need anyone else to uh, dictate that kind of economy for us and we can do it ourselves and we have complete ownership of everything. We can all put in whatever labor we have the ability to do and we all collectively take whatever resources that we need. And yes, that is assuming that one, there are gonna be some people who work more or less than other people. And for some people, they're okay with that. And for some people, they're not okay with that. I feel like most people who are okay with that are people who- Like to work. <laughs> who just want people to be able to survive and live. Like for me, for example, I really don't care if another person works less than me, but they also can eat and have shelter and have the same kind of life that I do, even if I- As long as they're doing the best they can, that's all that matters. Yes, and there are some people who don't like that, who say, well, there's no incentive for people to work harder and do better and contribute to society. Whereas like, I feel like communists- There really isn't an incentive now, if you really think about it. Communists now would say that like, 
wanting wanting to like better yourself and be happier would lead people to contribute to society in their own way that makes them happy versus people just you know working jobs that they absolutely fucking hate so that i hope that clears up the distinguish between communism and socialism i myself sometimes identify as a communist sometimes i sound a communist because i do believe and i i would like to have a communist society society but sometimes i don't like to call myself a communist because one people when i say i'm a communist people think i don't know what i'm talking about they think i don't know anything about economics they think russia or north korea i wouldn't even go that far i think they think that i'm just like some like die hard like lord liberal who's like oh, I'm so radical, I'm even further left than socialism. And I don't, that's, that's why I'm an anti-capitalist. But sometimes I do call myself a communist because, I mean, if Angela Davis can say it, then like, ugh, I can say it too. Uh, true. My question, I guess, would be, what would a communist, like, organization system, what would it potentially look like? How could we make it work where there's, like, a sense of accountability but also a sense of like making sure that all the movements that people what? are making there would, there are would, working in an effective way. There would not in a communist society in my mind, there would not necessarily need to be an idea for like account. Like I don't understand what you're asking for accountability for what. So whenever well, let's, let's see, whenever, let's see if a community is trying. Like let's say a community is working really hard on produ- producing food for the whole country. Well, someone has to be responsible and accountable to make sure that food gets to these different places. So, no. Because in an ideal no, communist country, we can't assume that people are their ideal selves, no, but that we have the ideal conditions. No, because that necessity would be... See, when people ask me, like, what I envision as, like, a communist society or an example, so we don't have an actual example, I usually point to Star Trek. Because I feel like that is probably the most realistic communist society. But they have a government. No, they don't. It's a collective human government. Plus some federal, like equal federations of other species joining with them. There's a system of organization. Yeah, but it's not, it's not institutional in the sense that like they are out here like legislating laws and stuff and dictating who gets what resources and, and, and how and why. Like that's not like and our but, our government. So they don't have they don't have anyone there to hold accountability that all beings are being treated equal. They're not deciding who gets that like that is like the definition of like politics is like deciding who gets what and how. And they are not a body. So they're so it's not that there isn't a government, it's just that their government values and focuses on different things other than um, distribution. Or deprivation of certain resources. So when I say Star Trek is an example, I'm not saying like that the Federation of the United Federation of Planets is just like, that's not a requirement for communists to happen. It just so happens that they have an organization where they like to explore space. Like the Federation is not out here being like, here are laws about you know crime. Here are laws about uh, education. Here are laws about that. They're not the the organization is not there to like rule the people. The organization of the federation is there for like space exploration. That's pretty much what it's there for, and literally doing things in space. Like it has nothing to do with how 
I get food because food, you would have to worry about someone being accountable and making food because food as a necessity, as a scarce thing is automatically met via technology. That is not something that they have to worry. They don't have to worry about, oh, I won't have food because every person. So someone's not having to farm. No, but machines are doing it. In Star Trek, you're not working to provide something for someone else. You're working just to better yourself. So we use technology to provide those necessities, such as like distributing food, distributing resources and things like that, while people are just existing. I think that, yes, I think that like there are different, I don't think there's one set example of how a communist society could operate. I think as long as the basic principles are there, like I think Star Trek is just like one example of a communist society. I think there can be different examples of like, a common society is there are different examples of a social society. There's a different examples of a capitalist society. I think that's just one example. And to me, that's just the most, I guess, uh, humane, well, <laughs> well-known example that I know that mm-hmm. speaks to those principles. But there, It's just kind of, it's, it's difficult for my brain to really process because like it, my brain's reasoning right now is the only real way for communism to be practical if it's only local and that people pertain their consciousness to only their local area. You mean like a because con- like how could <laughs> how how could the country the size of the United States function as one giant identity without any like presence to really solidify what that identity is and like we have this technology and stuff but who's who's going to be chosen to maintain that technology who's going to watch over it who's going to make sure you know you know even in a communist society, people aren't perfect. Who's going to make sure that people are being treated the way they are? Because that would still be a form of governance. We could try to ignore that stuff, but I feel like it would just lead to anarchy. I don't but think, there has to I be don't structure. Ignore that. I, I mean, as a communist, I would not ignore that. <laughs> and I would not... Uh, what, what did you say? Oh, you said... So if you ask me... I don't think that it's possible for just like one country to be communist unless like the whole maybe, world kind of agrees with maybe it. Maybe they're the ones who invent the technology to address that. And we don't need to like even like associate with anyone else in the world. But like, I feel like for this to happen, it might need to be a whole like a global thing. But that also has other implications about globalization that I don't even know. But like, <laughs> I mean, I feel Will like, people become isolated? Will we become too globalized? I feel like, um, I think there are just multiple avenues to it. And I think there are different ways to go about doing it. I just feel like um, it's not as, as, I think there's a clear difference. I think there's a clear difference between socialism and communism. And I feel like a lot of people say communism, but what they actually mean is socialism. Okay. A really strong version of socialism. So we have to move on to our next topic because I am determined to keep this under 30 minutes. So, um, Josh, our next topic is something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. So if you listen to our last podcast, you heard us talking about being a side, um, which is a sexual position that I recently just learned about. Um, but I feel like we should start this conversation by maybe talking about our own sexual positions, Josh? Um, are you asking for mine specifically at this moment? Yes, ma'am. Um, 
I'm a whore. Oh, but <laughs> wait, but that's not a position, is it? Um, okay, so <laughs> my primary, my primary position is bottom. But Josh, I've, isn't bottom um, for the same thing? You said what? Isn't bottom and whore pretty much the same thing? Wow, that is really sexist. Oh, how is that? There sexist? is some. How there is misogyny. It has nothing to do with your sex. <laughs> Well, think about it. It's the one position that has historically and culturally been associated with the woman's role and that when placed on a oh, man, if you have to associate up. it with more, then it's <laughs> internalized misogyny. But other than that, <laughs> um, I've tried topping. I don't care for it. Um, Why not? I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a personal problem. That I need to get addressed to a doctor. Uh, it does not cause my penis pleasure. It just feels like my penis is in a warm hole. And that's just not enough to keep it hard. I've tried. I was like, no. It might be because I'm uncircumcised or the people's butts that I've, I guess, been exploring aren't good enough. I don't you, know. you know what it is? It's because you have a hat my ass. It's because I have a what? You have a hat my ass. Uh, Aaron. Aaron, that's not it, baby. I... <laughs> <laughs> I... I for the longest, I identified as a bottom because the times that I have had anal sex, I have mostly bottomed. I have topped a couple of times. Um, but I recently found out through TikTok about being a side. So, like, we know there's top people who fuck and there's bottoms people who get fucked. And we know there's verse people who fuck and get fucked. And then there's, like, top verse, bottom verse, which actually don't really exist despite people saying that they do. And That's then, just talking about their preferences. And then there is a side, which is someone who doesn't want to have anal sex. And I have always told people that, like, I don't really care for anal sex. I like all of the stuff before anal sex. And, like, whenever I would tell people, like, oh, I have sex with this person, they would automatically jump to anal sex. And I would be like, well, sex, it's more than just penetrative stuff. And even if it is penetrative stuff, there's more than just there's other kinds of penetration besides sticking a dick inside something. And so people always try to invalidate whenever I say I had sex with someone and it was just like, you know, hand sex or oral sex or other kinds of sex because apparently in our society, sex is only if it's penetrative via penis, which I'm just like, y'all don't see the irony in this, in what y'all are saying. <laughs> y'all don't see the irony in like this by trying to be like, pro-queer and like anti-patriarchy but then you were saying it has to be penetrative yeah so i i think i might be a side i mean i sometimes bottoming feels good but i don't think i like it because i feel like there's too much i feel like the amount of work that has to go into it is not worth it in the end for me it makes you real tired doesn't it yeah, and then I get called a pillow princess. It's hard being a bitch. But I feel like I also, I feel like also because the stuff that happens pre-anal sex, I put a lot of hard work into. And by the time I'm done, like, I don't want to even do anything else. One, I can also, I can get off to stuff pre-anal sex. I can get off to it, so I'm fine without having anal sex. And then two, I don't know, I just, I feel like... I don't know. I just don't really like it that much. I feel that. I don't really care for oral unless it's eating someone's ass. It is a necessary evil that I have to do because men like it. 
but it's tiring. It takes a lot of work and men are fucking picky. Some don't want you. Some don't want to be sucked. They just want you to shove your throat down on it and choke. And I hate that. Some want wait, you to suck wait, too wait, hard. Wait, wait. I hate that. These men at? Because the only men that I meet, they're like, oh, we can skip the oral. We can just go straight to fucking. Sometimes I wish it was just that. I like everything else before. I hate because when when I suck their dick, they think that that means we're going to have. I always get asked, like, are you going to let me, like, fuck you? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, why are we here? Why are we doing this? And I'm like. Does does this not feel good? (laughs) Because I hear hear that men can't get off to having the dick sucked, so they have to have anal sex. I mean, for me, I don't get a tremendous amount of pleasure from having someone suck my dick. Like it's there, but it's definitely not something I want to have keep happening for a long period of time because I'm like, this is not really doing it for me. So what I'm real picky. So this what gives you off the most, Josh? Um I rarely in my sexual encounters get to get off anyways. <laughs> but that's okay because if someone fucks me good. If someone fucks me well enough, I don't need it. Like, I feel emotionally satisfied enough to not even think about it. Okay, but if they but, don't, but okay, but like if, our shared hookup, how he is, I feel very displeased by the end of it. Wait. But if it... Hmm? I thought you said you liked him. I've never said our mutual hookup that I liked him. I liked him. Are we talking about the same person? Are we talking the person who said that... The they- Albano? <laughs> No, I shouldn't have referred to him like that. Josh, first of all, <laughs> you know what you just sounded like? You sounded like someone said the black. <laughs> I did. I'm so sorry. I just didn't know any other way to distinguish him without revealing who he was. <laughs> we um, have been with a lot of men, Aaron, and it's really hard to depict. Um, we, but we've only shared one guy. Was it just one? Yep. It was almost two, but you know, you ruined it. Bitch, y'all weren't making any moves that night. Don't even get stressed over it. You were closer to eating my ass that night than y'all fucking each other. <laughs> I need y'all to get over yourselves. Oh, I'm over. I'm I'm over it. <laughs> okay, what I was gonna say. Is- I'm sorry for all my friends out there who are albino. I should not have referred to someone like that. I should have chose a better word choice. You really should have, but it's okay because I made a racist comment last time we recorded yes you did we're not perfect and sometimes when we're talking and not thinking about what we're talking about we say the wrong thing as long as we can admit that it's wrong and that we're in the wrong and we can move on i believe that's the most important part what if we get canceled josh what if they're like cancel black people done already canceled me (laughs) do you see me in the newspapers do you see me on tv no life canceled me it's called being poor Okay, let's get back to the comments. <laughs> so, do you know what gets me off the most, actually? What gets you off the okay, most? So first, I want to state that I agree with you. I do get a lot of, like, satisfaction from my partner being satisfied, which is why I like giving blowjobs, because I get off to giving my sexual partner a blowjob. I get off to pleasing my partner. But actually, the thing that I feel like gets me off the most is, and this is going to sound so controversial. I'm ready. Hand jobs. I hate it, but I'm accepting it. <laughs> Just fucking with you. 
you you don't like to receive hand jobs? No, people are terrible at it. Oh. Unless it's my own hand, I don't want nobody else on it. <laughs> I feel like it's very intimate because like you got your hand. People don't have to masturbate someone with uh, that's uncircumcised. So I, I just don't care for it. Okay, well. We don't have pretty norm, a pretty common dicks like yours, Aaron. <laughs> Notice I didn't say normal because circumcision is not normal, but y'all are common. Did you just call me <laughs> abnormal? Yes, the fuck it is. Y'all's genitalia is mutilated, but that's my personal stance I on it. I think that first of all, I first of all, I I take offense to that because it's not <laughs> like I I made a decision to have my circumcised. Oh, that judgment's I, not on you at all. Loki, your parents, but not on you at all. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you like anal sex? Yes, I love to be pounded. What is so good about it? it part of it's the power dynamic, um, having someone take over my body and making all the choices. Because you know what, I'm making all the choices out here for you fools. Um, two, I just like the sensation, especially when it's a real big dick, a really big long dick. Oh Lord, when it hits the prostate the right way, it makes you just want to scream, holler, no, pray. We've talked about your size obsession. Um, do, do you not feel pain when you have anal sex? Rarely. Back in the day, I used to when it when I was first fucking big dick mouth. That that is when it hurt. Name. Huh? Do you want me to bleep out that name? How many people in this world's name Mo? That's not even his real first name. He never told me his real first name. The only person who knew his real name was Taylor. Do you want me to about that name? How many Taylors do you know, Aaron? <laughs> Ain't nobody but our inner circle going to know who the hell we talking I'm just about. Saying you, you out here exposing people and saying their names. And... I feel like I expose people if I'm saying their last name. Okay, well, last time we recorded, I had to bleep out somebody's name three times, so. I mean, if you want to bleep them out, go for it. Oh, it's not for me. It's for you. I mean, what, what, I, I don't think our Australian viewer is going to know who, <laughs> who Taylor is. <laughs> okay, Josh, I just don't understand because, like, whenever I have anal sex, it, like, hurts, like, so so much like they're not fucking you right well you let me finish you you have a you always interrupt me mid-sentence when i haven't said something and i'm sorry it's the adhd you have context to respond okay so it hurts so much when i first start doing it but like eventually i like start to like warm up to it but like i just feel like the pain in the beginning is just like not worth it like how long does the pain last in the beginning for you like like once like pre like tip insert like right as the tip is being inserted from like orgasm how much like where does the pain end for you so back in the day it would hurt especially with people with bigger penises but that's because i did not have sex i mean i don't have sex very often but over time I've had collected enough sexual experiences that my body immediately knows what to do. But like, for example, with Mo, initially that shit would hurt. I mean, it would hurt like hell. I thought I was giving birth to a baby. I'd have to pray, pry through it, and then it was good. But nowadays, I mean, 
I don't know about you, but I have sexual tools at home when mama's feeling lonely that I practice with. And because of that, my body don't like freak out to it. It knows immediately how to, like you have to train your body to know how to loosen itself at an appropriate level so it doesn't hurt. You have to be able to convince your body it's able to do that. And then you have to have good like sphincter control. You need to do more cute Kegels. Because um, I have damn good control over my <laughs> damn I don't, good. I don't do that because I don't like things inserted. Into- <laughs> I don't- well, see, that's the difference between you and I. I love it. <laughs> I guess, like, I mean, sometimes I like it. It just. A lot of it is psychological. Okay. Yeah. And because you already have a predisposition of not caring for it, it's hard for your body to be relaxed enough to like maybe initiate into it because it's already freaking out. I feel like I haven't had um, respect, respectful and considerate tops have sex with me. I feel like because the tops that I have had sex with they were very not into foreplay. And for me, foreplay is like the best part. And so foreplay would be very short or like I would not receive foreplay at all. And then we would go to anal sex and I was not at all aroused, relaxed or anything. I was actually very stressed and tense. Mm-hmm. Would end up not being able to relax when they inserted their dick in me. And that would cause a whole bunch of problems as in like, us not being able to have anal sex because I'm too tense and it just isn't gonna work. So maybe I that just highlights. I need an actual top who actually cares about bottoms, but I don't think those people actually exist. I think that you're definitely in the right area. Um, my recent sexual partner, um, we've definitely talked about it. Like how, like he was explaining to me the importance uh like why he thinks it's important for foreplay and like if there are certain sexual points on our bodies and what happens is i guess for women it also helps them with their lubrication process um but for us it does the similar action with our like anus and that if we're aroused enough because the prostate also gets start simulated from the body our anal part like our anus begins to relax itself and starts creating its own lubrication and it becomes more willing and more capable of taking something going up in it like you need someone playing with your nipples someone caressing your body in very intricate ways and an intricate combination of like kissing your thighs touching your sides your neck your ears your feet um these different areas need to be stimulated at least a little. And then the area around your anus needs to be like stimulated just a little so that it is more excited. Like the body itself becomes more excited for the experience. So I'm just gonna, I think that would all be nice. I just personally do not believe that there's proof that there are actual tops out there who actually are interested in doing that. And now when oh, I oh honey, I found wait, some. Wait, 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 wait. If you're a top and you like to prove me wrong, my <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. 
if you're a top and you would like to prove me wrong, you know my Instagram handle at artistguy1, my Snapchat handle at artistguy1. Um, before we end our podcast, Josh, mm-hmm. you did say something that made me think about something I saw on TikTok, which, and this does relate to anal sex, is that I saw this guy, he was like, how is this younger generation having anal sex and creaming? And the comments were very, like, varied and why. Some people were saying that it was a, it was a type of loop that they were using that when uh, just by the uh, physics of the inserting and exiting, it would create like this like creamy kind of- The foam. Yeah. And then there are some people who said that it was like mucus. Some people were saying that it was like their own lubricant. Some people were saying there was like other things that were happening inside their body. And um, a lot of the older people in the comments were saying like, well, I've never creamed before. <laughs> before. But a lot of people <laughs> were saying, oh, I cream all the time. Y'all are just fucking bad people. So <laughs> I want to know, Josh, is, I'm going to ask you, because you know you have a degree in FCS, family develop, mm-hmm. human development, family studies. One, what is creaming? Is it real? Two, have you ever creamed? And two, <laughs> how, do I, how do I cream? <laughs> so that's really interesting because... For my, so I learned about this through other people and through my own experiences. Yes, I've low key had it happen before. Like, when mama's in the mood, she get wet. That's all I gotta say. Um, but like, you know, I've had other people say like, yeah, this is what happens. Like, if some, if a bottom is really into it, if their like body is really getting it, then it's gonna start making that because the friction from going back and forth, the mucus lining around our intestines starts foaming up which makes sense. Some, I, like, like you said, I think some of it can also be amplified and be become more visible when using lubricant because lubricant can create that foamy substance as well. Um, but I interestingly came across a video on TikTok about a doctor talking to gay guys and it was saying that that was not a healthy thing Ooh. and it tried to argue that it was a sign of IBS, but I haven't seen any other credible source out there stating that's what that was. And I haven't heard of any correlations between gay men having IBS and them creaming. And I'm pretty certain we would know if we had IBS. Okay. <laughs> oh, I promise you, IBS gays, as someone who is an IBS gay, <laughs> I promise you, I would know because I have an, I have insight into the IBS gay bottom network. And I have not heard a single thing from a gay with IBS about creaming. <laughs> Lord, good to know that I don't have to worry about anything. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a real thing. I've seen it happen. I've had it happen. To you or just someone you were having sex with? To me and to someone I've had sex with. So you creamed? Yeah, oh yeah. Was I did it like last. Was it last week or the week before? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, but was it because of the foam or because of? like your actual oh it was def it was definitely my body okay he prefers none not to use lubrication because he's proved how it can be made by itself with his techniques and his techniques are real damn fucking good so you're out here fucking with no lube there have been times i like a little friction it doesn't happen often 
does that not hurt? No, because he, so it's like I said, those techniques that we were talking about earlier, like the certain pressure points of the body, it made my body start producing a lot on its own before I even got penetrated. Josh. And then the moment I got penetrated, my body started making a lot more on its own. I've tried to have sex without lube and we could not even, even insert it into my asshole. If it was a normal person, I certainly would not, would not do it like that. Especially when a condom's on. Nope, nope, nope. I was like, I was like no, you put lube on that shit. <laughs> okay, well, um, that is the end of our podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed our discussion of both communism, <laughs> <laughs> communism and anal sex. Um, we will remember to follow us on Instagram at Blackbird Podcast. We also have a Twitter. It doesn't have anything on it, but we're supposed to have a person who's supposed to be running the Twitter, but she's currently not running it. But anyway, it's what a call out. <laughs> I didn't say her name <laughs> when she sits here and listens to our vid- our podcast every week. Oh, I forgot to thank you for mentioning that. So I I forgot to mention that I was going to quote our friend Leslie. <laughs> Told our podcast a while ago. I was talking to them uh, today about anal sex because they were reading a book about aliens and aliens coming to civilization. And I uploaded a Snapchat today about me watching a TV show and me wanting to have sex with this guy. And I was like, oh my God, I love Dick. I love Dick. I love hairy dicks, hairy balls, and hairy legs. And they replied back. They said, Aaron, there was more to life. And just dick. She was like, they were like, I'm sitting here reading about alien civilizations and the connection between aliens and like ancient civilization. And you ever heard worried about hairy balls? And they said that I am convinced that this is the quote I'm convinced that anal sex is just a distraction for the secrets of the universe. <laughs> so true you know how much more things i would have done by now if i wasn't focused Wait, on that you're right i would have <laughs> they, they, they might be on to something <laughs> i would actually get a full night's rest of sleep <laughs> oh i would be so like emotionally healthy <laughs> but then we'd also be frustrated would we trade-offs I feel like we completely abolish anal sex maybe I need to write like a YA dystopian fiction about where anal sex is abolished when we were to abolish anal sex I think that I, this would be a happier society at least I would be happier because I wouldn't have to worry about men asking Aaron me. I oh. would be the first one to assassinate you <laughs> <laughs> the very first one I would be in front of the line <laughs> For the okay. common good of all the an- anal enjoyers, I will take you out. <laughs> Josh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't get the opportunity because you would be the first one executed for anal sex. <laughs> okay, bitch. You have you a- seen a fat man run fast because he still wants to have sex? We will see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>